I know I do it from time to time, but I want to begin today by reminding you that we do have a website, Healing Care Ministries. A lot of things are on there, opportunities, seminars are offering, resources. Also, if you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get a monthly uh, newsletter from us that has a lot of updates, a blog from me, um, and other things. So I uh, just wanted to make you aware of that. Also, I just want to thank all of you for spending the time. I wish I could get to meet more of you. The other day, Aaron, my son, sent, who produces this program, sent me an update on where people are, and I was shocked. 22 different nations we find people there that are listening, New Zealand, Japan, Australia, Sweden, Russia, on and on it goes. And I don't get a chance to meet you. I wish I could. Uh, it would mean a lot for me to know if you're being blessed by this. Anyhow, I um, wanted to say all that and thank you, and let's pray. Father, we ask in the strong name of Jesus, our Lord, that your presence would be with us through the Holy Spirit. Whatever is of you, may it quicken us, touch us, and may we respond in Jesus' name. And Lord, you know the circumstance of every person that's listening, where they are, where they're seated, their family, their friends, the context of their life, what they're going through. May they be awakened to the fact that you're right there with them. Again, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So recently, I had to get a new iPhone. Mine was an iPhone 6, and it just wasn't able to handle just basic things anymore. And one of the things I found myself doing as I'm getting used to this new phone is looking things up. And for whatever reason, I can't say I consciously know why, I looked up the definition of the word comfort. Comfort. Not, not like this is a comfortable chair or go into an office and say, someone says, make yourself comfortable. But the idea of feeling some sense of internal peace, contentment. So in the definition for comfort, it says to bring ease, to relieve pain, to offer hope. To be honest with you, I think I looked it up because maybe not as subconsciously as I think I could use some comfort in the journey I'm on right now. I've been thinking about the fact a great deal of how our world is these days. The amount of tension across the globe, violence, the vitriol that takes place between people talking to one another, the, the pain of the tam pandemic, the issues of the economy, which are right now very much crashing, the amount of division between people. And I began to think about the fact that it's a little bit like that old frog in the kettle metaphor that we're not aware of how the heat has been turned up and it's really having a profound effect upon us, even if we don't know it. You know, when I grew up, when I was a kid and a teenager, you experienced the news, if you wanted it, three times a day on television. Morning news, 
noon news, and evening news. And in all of these, they were restricted to these 30-minute time slots, and a lot of them were local except the evening news, and then we would listen to Walter Cronkite, if I cared to listen to the news, and got a little more national and global perspective. But that's not what's going on with us today. We live in a world where we can access through online, radio, and television 24 hours of news. And not only commentaries on what is happening, but opinion programs. And it makes me think of the fact that there are a lot of us that are experiencing, whether we like it or not, a kind of secondhand trauma. When you hear of all these things that are going on, we, we in the United States have just gone through yet another mass shootings. As a matter of fact, there have been 200 of those in the United States since the turn of the year, I believe it is. But 13 individuals were shot in Buffalo, New York. 10 of them have passed. There is the war in the Ukraine, many other things that are happening across this world. And we hear about it and we see it in our news. And it's not only there, but I think it can make us if you will, subconsciously tense, somewhat short with other people, even anxious. And it may be that we don't even notice the degree to which that is true. There was a, an author on trauma, his last name was Damasio, and he talked about that many times when we're experiencing a sort of tension that's growing within us, we feel it first in our body. Our body provides these somatic markers that say that we're experiencing a certain degree of anxiety and a certain degree of tension, and that we, in fact, need to pay more attention to it. Well, once again, as we say all the time, isn't this just another reason why we so desperately need Jesus. When he was preparing his followers for the ascension, for him to die on the cross, resurrect, and then go back to heaven with the Father, he said these words, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I don't give to you as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. I imagine when he said that, there was something about the tone of his voice and the expression on his face and the look in his eyes that brought comfort to his followers. Peace is what I'm leaving you. Peace is what I'm giving to you. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. That, there's something about those words that I want them to go into my being at a very cellular level, even in times like these, to be more aware that no matter what's going on around me, ultimately we know that everything's moving under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And ultimately, when every knee bows and every tongue confesses, 
we will be able to rest in the reign of Christ and experience this deep comfort that we so desperately need. You know, as I've been thinking about this idea of comfort, I've been also thinking about the, if you will, transferability of comfort. That somehow if you extend comfort, that as another person receives that comfort, they're able to turn and take that comfort and expend it to other people. Do you remember years ago that there was a motion picture here in the States, and I think it was called Pay It Forward, and that when you receive something good that you want to turn around and then pay it forward to someone else. Well, comfort can be like that. That when we receive a word or a look or a tone that brings us ease, that can relieve some of our pain, that brings us hope, that let's not hold it all up there for ourselves, but let it be a living stream that we end up sending it off to others. All of that took me in my thinking to Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. The Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. God brings us an ease, a relief of pain, a deep hope, and as we receive that, and it affects us, the Bible says we can take that same comfort, this comfort that was of God, and we can turn it, and we can give it to another. That's a pay it forward. Later in that same chapter, the Apostle Paul talks about the fact that they were going through a very, very difficult time, and that they had a fear that felt like they were going to lose their lives. And it says that they received this, that they, they could rely not on themselves, but to rely on God. Well, it's over in chapter 7 where this theme comes up again when Paul says, When we came into Macedonia, we had no rest. We were harassed at every turn. Conflicts on the outside, fears within. But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. Titus served the purpose of God. He comforted them when they had conflicts on the outside and fears on the inside. And what Paul says is that the comfort that Titus gave them was actually the comfort of God. God had somehow comforted Titus, and he brought that comfort to Paul and his companions in a very, very difficult time. That's why I say that I think comfort has a transferability to it. Now, there's something about a biblical principle that is amazing to me, and that is oftentimes when we are need, if we give what we need, we find that we receive what we've given. If we give to others what we need, we can find that we've received what we have been given. 
And I want to encourage you on this point. Let's be conscious of the fact that there are people around us that they need some comfort. They need a good word, maybe relief from some pain, help them come to ease. They need to experience what Jesus promised there in John chapter 14, verse 27, when he said, peace is what I leave you. Peace is what I give you. Don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. Right now, there's someone in your world, and it may be you, my friend, that is being challenged, is feeling the tension, the anxiety of the world in which we live, all the threats from around us, and the fears from within. And God wants you to hear the word of Jesus that says, I give you peace. I'm going to take care of you. I'm here with you. And let's also remember those around us who likewise have need. Think of someone today. Pray for someone. And then give them a call. Give them a good word. You'll be amazed at the degree to which not only it builds you up, but it lets the comfort of God flow through you. And then who knows? They may pay it forward to yet another. And if you could see it in the heavenlies, you would recognize that that one effort on your part to comfort someone else has not only added but multiplied exponentially as it extends outward to people in need in order that they can find the contentment and rest that is theirs in Jesus Christ. Let's, let's, give, it a, let's give it a try, okay? Comfort those that are in trouble with the comfort that God has given you.